0: Welcome. Welcome. You're listening to the Faith, Fitness, and Freedom podcast, and I'm your host, Rebecca Taber Contreras. And today we're going to dive into uh, this understanding of your capacity versus the potential in which you are currently experiencing. And the reason this is so important is no matter where you are at in your walk with God, no matter where you're at in your personal relationship with Him, no matter where you're at in uh, discovering, developing, and then deploying, as Myron Golden says, uh, your unique and greater purpose, It's, I think it, it's smart of us to consistently come back to what does God's Word say about your original design? And this new analogy that I want to share with you that was so powerful for me over this weekend is like almost looking at our factory settings, going back to God's word. The challenge with this is that we, over time, as we develop in our walk with our Lord, we improve, we, we grow, we stretch, uh, we're refined, and yet we'll consistently Come up with blind spots or will consistently realize that a blind spot would be, you know, what we, what you don't see. You might have heard me talk about this in the past that a blind spot would be a belief that you have held for so long that you don't even question it. You don't even recognize it as potentially wrong thinking or out of alignment. Something has Um, created such a a tie to it, an anchor to it, that you believe it to be as true as the sky is blue. And that's where the power of reconnecting with God's word with a curiosity on an ongoing basis, reconnecting with spiritual mentors, reconnecting with or connecting with coaches in specific areas whether it's your personal development your business development because not only do they have knowledge right when you invest in mentors and coaching you're investing in the ability to kind of see what you don't see as well as clap collapse time to a specific result but that's not the point of today's topic the point of today's topic is this this understanding that basically says it is very likely that you have even more in you than what you understand or know to be true or can even think or imagine from where you sit today. And God had given me uh, this, you might have heard me speak on this before, about the, the common purpose for versus unique purpose. And I think this is, is a fairly universal Uh, belief that we hold to be true for those of us that uh, have personal relationships with Jesus. And that is that we have a common purpose as the body of Christ. Anybody that um, knows the Lord and considers Jesus our Lord and Savior believes that we have a common purpose to love God first and foremost, to be in personal relationship with him and to love others as we love ourselves, which that in and of itself is a whole nother topic that we will dive into another day because that assumes that you're loving yourself, right? And sometimes our actions don't align with that. But today's point is this idea and understanding that you have that unique purpose or that common purpose. And then, of course, you've hear me, heard me talk about it before. Our, I believe that each of us have a very unique blueprint a very unique purpose that you god originally designed you to experience and to give and that unique purpose is so unique to you it's like an individual fingerprint there isn't anyone else in the entire creation of existence that can experience and or fill the shoes required to give this unique purpose in the way that you are called, in the capacity that you are given, and My uh, Myron Golden talks about this unique purpose, and I love this analogy. So I've, since I've heard it, I've, I've been using it, and that is that that unique purpose is then for something for us to discover, develop, and then deploy in service to others in a way that honors God. And the reason I believe that, um, or I should say one of the things I, I want to kind of iterate here is it's recently come friend of mine too, is sometimes you might feel overwhelmed. You might feel like you're not clear about your purpose or you're, un, you're uncertain about your purpose. And that needs to be a separate conversation. But I do want to plant the seed here that it's not always, I think sometimes, I was actually just talking to my son about this last week. I think sometimes we we think of purpose as it's it needs to be something that you perceive as being massive, that you think of purpose, and and you might think that its purpose means like somebody on a pulpit or somebody that's impacting thousands or somebody that's writing books or uh you know a national best speaker like that is purpose right because of the expansiveness of it and i just want to kind of plant the seed here that purpose is truly your unique design and in the body of christ the way god's word describes it is that there is no unique purpose that is greater than the other each has a very dynamic role to play. So whether or that, like your unique purpose, and this was what I was uh, explaining to my son, and then we'll get back to capacity and potential. But your unique purpose is for right now, it is where you are. It is figuring it out. Like you are in the step that you are meant to be. I'm assuming because you listen to this podcast, because you're drawn into me, then you're a lot like me in many ways and or at one you are like a season that i've been in because like tends to draw to like and because of that i'm assuming that you have a heart for god you may be very new in your walk or you may be 20 years 30 years 40 years into your relationship with god but you have a heart for God. You have good intentions. You are doing your best to seek him first each day. You are doing your best to learn his ways, to learn his character. You're spending regular time with him and in his word, right? And if you aren't, don't use this as guilt or condemnation. Use it as a nudge and a reminder that that is how we get to know him. That is how we build depth and intimacy. Our relationship, your personal relationship with God is like no other relationship. It does not have anything that it can be compared to, to and it does not have any bounds as far as potential and depth and intimacy it will be the absolute most powerful relationship you will ever have in your life no matter how great or how um, troubled your personal relationships are your you know human connection relation connected relationships are fair enough and so when you're in that type of relationship, he is showing you your unique purpose when you're leaning in, when you're curious, when you're discovering that it and sometimes because we expect it to look a certain way, you might miss what it actually is in this season. your unique purpose might simply be, and it's I don't mean simply as in minimizing it, but I mean that it it may be showing the character of Jesus to those that you are surrounded by. It may be raising your three kids. Maybe you're homeschooling them. Maybe you don't even homeschool them. Maybe they go to school, but you're able to you know, be there when they get home from school. Maybe your purpose is helping an entrepreneur build their business. Or maybe you're in a secular environment and your unique purpose is to witness, not by words, right? Some people are called to evangelism. Some people, we're just called to be his hands and feet. Even if they don't know that it is him by name, they they know that there is something different about you. And you might be planting seeds that you're not even aware of. Right. So when we think of purpose, understand that it doesn't need to be something perceived as spectacular by, you know, nor, quote unquote, normal standards or societal standards. Right. Your unique purpose is your unique design. Fair enough. And if you have any thoughts or questions on that, you can feel free to. Re- I am not an expert on it by any means, but I'm happy to uh, connect with you on that specific topic. And it's also on my heart if you're newer in your walk and you really want some, uh, just someone to, to ask questions of, right? I've expressed this before, but truly former atheist, um, overweight corporate girl turned entrepreneur, Jesus loving, uh, fiercely fit. And it, I would not be who I am today if it weren't for um, people God had placed in my life strategically placed in my life so that I could see their example even when I was a critic of critic of Christians. And by watching their example of transfer a transformed life by the work that he was doing in and through them, then when I was ready to lean in and ask questions, they were available to me without any judgment. And so if I can pay that forward for anybody, then I am um I'm happy and honored to do that to the best of my ability. So back to now that I have this kind of foundation, make sure that we're on the same understanding, or at least you know where I stand in terms of my belief on purpose, common purpose versus unique purpose. And so this analogy of our capacity and this analogy of how you've been conditioned to potentially play smaller than the capacity that God has given you within that unique and greater purpose, and this weekend I was reading or starting, I should say, Miles Monroe book, maximizing your potential, and in the first couple of chapters, you know it's going to be a good book when you're highlighting sixty percent of it, right? But he gives us analogy uh pretty early on about capacity and conditioning and in this analogy he describes a scenario where he driving a car and he explains how driving a car he had been conditioned to Typically go 55, 65 miles an hour and, you know, follow all the, the, um, the guidelines of, of the local speed limit. And so he had conditioned to really never go beyond that. Then he found himself in Germany in, on the Autobahn driving a perf- high performance car. And the person he was with encouraged him to really push the limit. The person he was with really encouraged him to like, lay it all out. You, you know, you've got this. And so he is courageously kind of inching up and he finds himself at 85, then 95, and then he finds himself at 125 miles per hour, right? Driving this car at 125 miles per hour and he's realizing that he's handling the turns. He's making this happen. He's he's going and he's feeling courageous and he's feeling bold and he's feeling like kind of like the man. I forget what his exact words were, right? Because he's at 125 miles per hour in this amazing vehicle and he's passing a couple of people along the way and so he's feeling like he's really got this, Right. Until another car, same I believe it was same make and model, in his analogy, passes him going at 150 miles per hour, and he realized in that moment, maybe not that exact moment, but this is the analogy that he shares in the book, is that often our conditioning has told us how far we can go, and so much so that even when we expand beyond it we still limit the truest extent of the original capacity and potential. Make sense? Let me say that again. So he was explaining that sometimes as it is in life, our conditioning has taught us to play small, to play smaller than, and these aren't his words, but play smaller than our god-given potential, our god-given capacity. When the reality is is that the original design is capable of a far greater capacity. The original design is capable of a far greater potential. So much so that as we start to expand beyond the original conditioning, even then, we have the potential of limiting based on the reference from which we started, versus being able to check the original design, the original intent, and really align with that original design with that original intent, what are the factory settings of that vehicle? For example, going back to the analogy of the car, that car might be designed to go 180, 200 miles an hour. And yet the conditioning, even once he started to stretch beyond the original conditioning, he felt like 125 was good enough. and. In all fairness, 125 sounds plenty good enough for me when driving a car, but you get the analogy. Reality is that there was even greater capacity. So he was limiting the capability and leaving potential on the table. Let's say the full potential of the car was 200 miles per hour. He was unknowingly leaving 75 of that on the table untouched making sense and so then how are we doing that in our lives and again back to my own words um not because i want to take credit for them but because i don't want to put them into such an amazing man as is miles monroe he's just a phenomenal teacher he's no longer with us but um thankfully we have his books and there's tons of content on youtube if you ever want to look him up um But so coming back to looking at that from the position of our own lives, it also aligns often with what I get to teach and equip and empower women. Because when we look at, um, let me give you another analogy, is that the analogy of running with a weighted vest, bear with me for just a second, but God gave me this uh, analogy as an, as an athlete, he, he relates to us on our terms, right? When I was training for a um, variety of OCR races, I had a weighted vest. Now this wasn't, if you're familiar with weighted vests, they've, they've updated and now you like can get one that is pretty, uh, uh, like smaller fitting and it's got a single plate in it. And it's very, uh, like, easy to move in and, and that type of stuff. The the weighted vest that I started with, you know, this would have been probably five, six years ago, seven years ago, they had individual, it was it was bulkier, first of all. So you put this vest on and the goal is that if, you know, whatever you could do with the weighted vest, it would be that much easier to do once you took it off. So imagine like putting on a regular what you might think of like a sleeveless vest, but now this vest has maybe 20 different pockets in the front and in the back. And each packet, each pocket has a, I can't remember if it was like three pounds, two pounds, might've been five pound increments, I can't remember. But each pocket had a specific weight in it. Let's say it was five pounds for ease of of analogy, right? So by the time if you filled up all the pockets, all the pockets with these five pound vests, let's say, I'm not doing the math, so don't follow me there, but it had the capacity to be a 60 pound vest. Now with the understanding that if you could run with a 60 pound vest on, you will run further faster once you take that vest off. So it was a training device. However, in life, yes actually it is true that the weights that we put in our pockets are our training and over time we get to identify what those weights are where they are how to get in the pocket and how to take that weight out because sister if you've been running with these weights imagine how much faster you will run once they're removed and I think the way God works out our salvation, the way he works out our journey, when we choose to allow him, when we choose to be active participants, like you got to show up and do the work. You can't just go to Sunday service and expect to have the type of evolution that really is required of you because you have a, we have three enemies. God also gave me this analogy recently of. The, the three because making it easy to remember it is truly Satan himself society and and, uh, and self right so Satan society and self Satan society and self the three enemies and so of course Satan uses the other two self our own self-talk our negative stinking thinking is what I call it and society the societal norms that do not align with God's word and Satan uses those two to amplify right? And so if you're going to Sunday service, of course, that is better than not doing anything. And so love yourself where you're at. And also what else? And also where can you fit in? Start with five minutes, whatever it is to be developing, to be discovering, to be in relationship and be able to know him, know his ways and his ways of not just doing but his ways of being because you were created in his image so getting to know him is getting to know what your original design was created for is it getting to know god in a personal intimate way is getting to know what your original design what he created you to be able to experience who he created you to be and what he created you to do, both common purpose and unique purpose. The challenge with this is because we live (laughs) in a fallen world and we live in society, we're around obviously that 24 seven, we get to be extra diligent in continually and consistently coming back to his original design his original intent for how you are to be and what it is he wants you to be doing. Fair enough? And in doing so, then from that position, you get to continually stretch because over time, what happens to all of us is we are not immune to society. We are not immune to uh giving meanings that don't serve us to the circumstances that happen to us. You might've heard this term before, but it truly is not as much what happens to us, but how we respond to it. Another um, couple of other analogies, which are, are just somewhat, uh, Uh, cliche but also true and that is we can choose to be a victim or we can choose to be a victor you can choose to be pitiful or powerful in any given moment but you can't be both joyce meyer gave me that saying a long time ago and let me tell you sister i still say it to myself to this day if i'm having a pity party or i'm having a moment Rebecca, you can be pitiful or powerful, but you can't be both. Thankfully, those moments are farther or fewer between as you know my years and decades go on. But it still happens. We still have those moments. God continues the work in us until the day he takes us home. And over the course of time, we put these weights on. You might have heard me use this analogy uh, before. Um, it, we put these weights on. Um, because of the lens that we see life through. So when you too take, when circumstances do happen, when events do happen, we give them meaning. When you think about it, beliefs are truly just beliefs. You get to choose a new belief. Thoughts are just thoughts. You get to choose new thoughts. Thoughts focused on over time is what becomes your beliefs. Your beliefs are actually then what determine, they're like the rudder that guide your decisions your decisions your choices made consistently over time become your habits and they are a direct product of the results you currently experience so if you want to change the results that you are currently experiencing in any aspect of life you get to sister reverse engineer that process. The challenge with doing that on your own is, like I said, you most likely have blind spots, just like we all do. I still have blind spots, which is why God also created us with our unique purposes to come together and to lean into each other for our strengths, for our giftings, for the seasons in which we are in. Make sense? So for and let me go back to an example of the weights that you might be carrying, and I'll tie this back to health and well being since that's the primary focus of the work that I get to do with women. And of course, you've heard me say it time and time again yes, I'll teach you what foods to eat, but it's less about the and not to eat, and I'll teach you how to eat the, your favorite foods so that you don't feel like you're on a diet for the rest of your life and, and all that stuff. And that's all for different conversations, but I just want to continue to, to plant the seed and plant the messaging. Diet Dieting does fail. You are not a failure. You learned what did not work for you. Um, so yes, I get to teach women what to do instead in terms of nutrition, that it's lifestyle friendly so that it becomes a way of life, not just a diet, right? However, that's like the 20% of the total equation to truly optimizing your health. The other 80% is everything that you don't see. And part of that is one, aligning your vision with God's truth, what His Word says to be true about His wants for you in terms of your health and well being. Things like, A lie, a weight that you might have stuffed in your vest is beliefs that self-care is selfish. A belief that uh, having, wanting to have a good body. I talked to a woman the other day and the environment that she was raised in and the conditioning that she received gave her the belief, and we get to take 100% ownership because even if something was spoken over you for years and decades you get the opportunity to decide that it no longer serves you so when you take a hundred percent responsibility you get your power back right it's not about the other person that maybe spoke negative things over you it's about you taking your own personal power back make sense so this particular woman was raised in such a way that she created this belief that having like wanting to have a good body not even six pack abs on a beach somewhere just a good body a body that she felt good in and moved well in and felt sexy in was somehow vain and sister let me tell you as long as you have those kinds because you're a woman of integrity as long as you think that as long as you hold on to the belief that self care is somehow selfish or that having a good body is somehow vain Then you're going to continually self sabotage any efforts that you make in that direction. Make sense? So you first get to go back and identify that the thought even exists and recognize the lie for what it is. For example, using self care is selfish. Sister, this isn't what this uh, episode is about, so I'm not going to go into all the scriptures, but God's word tells us that we get to honor him in body and in spirit. That your physical body is the very temple for His Holy Spirit. That your physical body, I guess I am going into this a little bit, but (laughs) your physical body is the vessel in which you were given in order to operate in His Spirit. The vessel you were given in order for you to be in relationship with Him. Your physical body of course, is the container for his spirit in you. It's the container for your soul. But sister, that physical body and the wellness of that physical body, the choices that you make in how you're treating that physical body have a direct impact on your ability to actually experience God's presence, to actually clearly hear his voice, for you to actually live out to your greatest potential, the fullness to the greatest capacity in which he had gifted you for your unique and greater purpose. And so trust me, once we look at God's word and understand and choose to take on his belief system for the priority of your health and well-being and mind, body, and spirit, then you get to let go of this false belief that self-care is somehow selfish. You start to realize and understand that you being at your best is truly not just a saying. It is the only way that you can give your best. You cannot give what you don't have to give. Running on empty and being busy is not a badge of honor. That is a societal lie. Yes, God calls us to work. Yes, God calls us to put in the effort, but not at the expense of your own well-being because if that is the case, you are compromising your mission. You are compromising your capacity. You are even potentially shortening the time in which he intended for you to live this out of course he already knows what his what your decisions are going to be he already knows so there's no condemnation in whatever you have done to this date but he does call us to when we know better we do better so what is most important is what actions you take from this point on from the new understanding on going back to that analogy of the weights those weights that that those beliefs, right? Society would call them limiting beliefs, they act as weights in the vest that you're carrying, in the vest that you do life in, right? And when you start recognizing where these pockets are and what the weights are and how to remove them, then you start running your race with greater freedom. You start running your race from a position of peace and God given power and potential. Right? This power is not power over other people. It is your sovereign right to stand in your own sense of authority that God has given you. The anointing and the authority that God has placed on your life is hindered based on the weights you choose to carry. Fair enough. I could talk about this for another hour, but I'm going to summarize it here. It's not. Your previous conditioning does not need to determine your future outcome. If you decide to rise higher and to do, to discern and decide, then follow your decision by action. You know, Tony Robbins says that a decision is not a decision unless it's followed by immediate action. Until then, it's just a hope, right? So you don't just decide, you decide follow through with some sort of action. So let me break this down in practical sense. I'm going to encourage you to take some time. I know you probably feel like you don't have time. I'm going to tell you that you don't have time not to do this. Not that this is about my own personal philosophy, but uh, in general, you do not have time to not make time for God. You do not have time to not make time for God. And I'm going to encourage you to create some space, some time. I'm a big pen to paper person. I know some people who just feel like they can't, um, like that. that's just not their thing. Maybe it's for you, it's getting quiet and just using the notes section in your phone. Sometimes I use that too. There's there's a lot of science behind pen to paper for multiple reasons that I won't go into today. So if you want to humor me with that and maybe try it. but I would also encourage you to maybe do this first thing in the morning. One of the reasons I use my, I know that there's morning people and there's nighttime people and I do, there is something to our circadian rhythms and, and being slightly wired differently in that way. But I want you to encourage like whenever that first part of the day is for you, maybe that's 10 a.m. for you, before you let the sounds and the noises of the world get in your mind for the day, I'm going to encourage you to take some time and really think about this message and really ask God, invite him in and ask him to start revealing to you what weights you might be carrying, what hinder, what has hindered you from stepping into that next iteration. Because I also know this, this this capacity and this potential, just like going back to that car experience, 125 miles an hour is really good, right? That's really pushing the conditioning. That's really pushing the limits. And I know a lot of the women that, I, that I'm connected with and that listen and tune in, you are already creating success. You've already created success for your family. You've are, like, life's not all sunshine and rainbows for any of us. We all have our challenges, our stretching and our growth, but you are in motion. You are creating impact. You're building the business. You're helping other people build their business. Whatever that is for you, you are a way maker. And I know that I'm encouraging you to ask God, what else do you feel that pull that you're being called to even more? Do you feel that pull that the, even with everything you have experienced, all of the growth in who you've become over the last years has been phenomenal. The doing, the opportunities that you've had have been phenomenal. And yet, are you being called to rise higher in this next season? Are you being called for even more? And if the answer is yes in your journal time, what are the challenges? What are the weights that you are yet to discover, that you get to decide how to identify them and what to do for them? Make sense? So, for example, perhaps when you go to your quiet time, and you know, I the last uh, couple clients that have um, I've had the honor to to take on. Uh, have each it's like a theme that i'm hearing <laughs> they yeah I, i'm stumbling for my words because I'm, I'm realizing how how consistent this has been actually for for uh, some time the last few clients have come to me because they their words in their own way in their specific timing have said that i know i'm being called for even more and i know i'm being called into a season of preparation And I know that for them, and this might be true for you, it might be something else. I'll give you a couple other examples in a minute. So, But for them, they knew that taking care of their physical well-being, taking care of learning how to um, really lean into a new level of emotional mastery is the next thing that they need to really focus on. In order to be prepared and be positioned, be in the right position to discover, receive, and continue to develop the next iteration of what God has for them. Makes sense? And so for you, I invite you to ask God into that process for you. And you may not know, but remember that the Holy Spirit, when we don't know what to pray, when we don't know what to ask, you might not have a like sudden download revelation in that single moment. But begin to ask, begin to have the conversation. Is there more for me? Is this next season a a season of expansion? And if it is, how do I do my part? Who do I need to become to handle the, the glory, right? The heaviness, but it's a good heaviness of what you are calling me to in this next season. What do I need to do? in order to be ready to be prepared to manage to be a good steward of what it is that you are calling me to manage to do in this next season and i encourage you to journal that out and like i said you may not get a download you may not have all the answers figured out but start that conversation and then once you do get clear on what that direct that next step is for you so for for, I told you I'd give you a couple examples. It may be your health and your well-being. And of course, I'm going to encourage you, if it is your health and well-being, you can connect with me. You can email me at, uh, well, actually, I'll put the links down um, in the show notes below, but you can email me at Rebecca Fitness at gmail.com. I have a nether email, Rebecca at Rebecca But sometimes that is, uh, not as reliable as good old Gmail. Uh, you can also connect with me on Facebook. I'll put a link to my personal messenger. This is me that responds to people and, or, um, you can join us in our community group on Facebook as well, Faith, Fitness, and Freedom for Christian Women Entrepreneurs. And again, I'll put the links in the show notes. And so we'll get together and uh, jump uh, decide whether or not um, we set up a call. And then from there, I want to learn more about your personal goals, your personal challenges, and then we'll decide um, if and how I can best help you. Fair enough? But perhaps for you, it might be business related. It might be that you are at a, like you've been, I don't want to say stuck, but that's the word I'll use because it's it's common, understandable, relatable. Maybe you're stuck at six figures and you feel like you're repeating patterns when you know you're called for growth and expansion, Right. Maybe you need to learn how within that, you need to have discernment on who is your next business coach, who is your next mentor to align with. Maybe it is something that you, maybe it's, maybe it's in your personal relationships when you go into that quiet time. Maybe it's time for you to reconnect with your spouse. Maybe it's a season of needing to really um, lean into a deeper connection with your spouse or a friend or, or whoever it might be, right? It might look different. I'm sure it will look different for each of you. There's some main categories in life, right? But I want to encourage you to really uh, take the time to do this work. And I would love to hear from you, regardless of whether if it's fitness related or maybe you feel like you need, want to do a more in-depth Bible study, whatever comes up for you. I would love to hear what that is if you are open to sharing with me um, and again, you can just shoot me an email or drop me a message on Facebook. I'll drop the links there. Again, even if it's business related, personal, whatever it is, I would really love to hear what your takeaway has been from this episode uh, and any questions that you have. And if you feel like it was helpful and you think of a woman, that if a woman, a sister comes to mind for you that you think would also be helpful, helped by this, then I would appreciate you sharing it with them. And... I will um, end this episode with just this understanding that wherever you are in your journey, in your walk, in this process, God is not shocked. He knows exactly where you are. He works all things out for our good. And I used to think that meant like someday it'll be for my good. No, sister, right now, as crazy as the circumstance might look to you, as inconvenient as the circumstance might look to you as far behind as you might feel whatever it is god knew because no matter what level you're at seven figures six figures we all struggle with imposter syndrome we all struggle with what's next occasionally like it's there at every level but wherever you are at god already knew and he is working these exact set of circumstances these exact moments these exact ways of being the exact ways of doing as part of the process and the refinement for who you are becoming to carry what's next for you. It's not coincidence that you listen to this episode and stay to the end. It's not coincidence that, you know, the next door is going to open for you. So I pray continued blessing and favor. I pray peace and protection around the time that you create to really lean in, discover this truth for you. And I look forward to hearing from you. Bye for now, ladies. Love you so much. Bye for now.